When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian. My co-host is Brian Johnson. Welcome back. We missed you last week. I missed you as well. And yeah. the listeners. I'm sure they missed me even more. Oh, very much yeah. so. There's a, a lot of sadness. A lot fan of mails rolling yeah, fan in. Mail, There's bet. bags Absolutely. of it all over the place here. It's yeah, stacked quite impressive. around my kitchen. Absolutely. I'm flattered. Yeah, you should be. Um, yeah, people care. They love you. And and because you give better advice than uh, than than... Than I do as a general rule, in this and show, Matt so. and Scott combined, of course. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, that's why we haven't we haven't heard from them in so long. Today's topic is the flip side of the topic we had before the Super Bowl. The week before the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. we talked about some of the positive developments you may have missed in December. This week, we are doing some of the negative things you may have missed that developed in December. And again, the premise here is it's December. You may have been knocked out of your fantasy leagues and not paying attention. You may have had holidays not paying attention. It might have been that you're in the playoffs and the only teams you really care about are, you know, the guys on your roster and maybe your opponent's roster, and you're just not paying as much attention to everything. And so we've got some of the developments that we think are really notable, but you might have missed. I wish I missed the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> let's not talk about that at all, right? No, probably for the best that we don't. Uh, all right, so let's talk about. Let's. I'll, I'll let you go first. Right. Give give listeners a negative development they may have missed in December. Uh, it's the very very early stages of this development, but uh, Ezekiel Elliott, the future is dark for Zeke. He is on the the a major downswing. I don't think it was just an off year for Zeke, who. Uh, Per pro football focused, finished uh, 50 points below expectation. Their expectation, that was the most among all qualified running backs. It was a very bad year for Zeke, as we all know. And there's some viable excuses there. The Cowboys 
ravaged by injuries, right? Mm-hmm. Starting with Dak Prescott, and then all along the offensive line, Lyle Collins missed the entire season. Tyron Smith missed 14 games. Zach Martin missed six games. Yeah, so Travis Frederick. So yeah. there's re, there's an excuse that Zeke had a down year. Um, but the problem is Pollard played pretty well, well in those same that's circumstances. That's what I'm getting at. So last year, Zeke finished uh, at about 0.7 points per opportunity. Now, an opportunity is uh carry or a, a target. 0.7 points. That's pretty good. He was 0.8 in 2016. That was his peak of his career. So, yeah. but. But point seven last year, and Pollard was right behind him at point six eight. He didn't have as many opportunities, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a great offensive line for both last year. They both did well. This year, we mentioned how Zeke struggled. So you'd assume Pollard's numbers plummeted, right? Exactly the same as last year. Point seven points per opportunity wow. for Pollard yeah. behind this. All the no same Dak, All the yeah. exact same problems. Yeah. And I mean, the moral of this story really is: you can't touch this backfield. In redraft next year, Zeke's going early second round. No, way too early. Well, wait, hold on. And and next week's show, a little preview to next week. Next week's show is going to be a first round mock draft by Brian and I. And so we've been looking at where the early, um, the early uh, average draft position is for these early players. Zeke's going in the first round. Yeah, that's crazy talk. That's crazy. It's totally crazy, and and just to, to, to bump up Pollard one more uh, once more, uh, he was fifth in forced missed tackles per touch this year, behind mm. only Lamar Jackson, Nick Chubb, Mike Davis, and Alexander Madison. How about that? Wow, it's on a per touch basis, of yeah, course. Right, but uh, right. so Pollard is legit. We all know, but they got Zeke locked up long term. Right, as good as Pollard is, or better, better as he is than Zeke. They can't just give abandoned. They can't abandon. They Zeke. cannot abandon Zeke. Now there's some rumblings of a, a a trade to Jacksonville that would involve Ezekiel Elliott. I don't buy that. I don't either. too much. But to go early first, late second on Zeke, that's way too high on him. And then you got to handcuff Pollard. Yeah, and then, and then you, his got to start both or something. I don't know. And then even if you miss out on Zeke, and you're like, well, I like Pollard better. I'll, I'll still go get Pollard. His price is already pumped up because people are sort of expecting Zeke to fall off, or the Zeke owner is going to want to handcuff Pollard. Mm-hmm. So it's just an absolute mess, basically. Even if we're assuming Dak comes back next year, the line is healthy. Yeah, There's just too much draft equity to sink into both of these running backs. That uh, this is a, The trend is don't touch the Dallas running game and redraft. That's that's my take. Yeah, you know, I, uh, all last offseason, as you know, on this show, I was very nervous about Zeke, and I've got him in my long-running 20-year-plus dynasty league. And I tried shopping Zeke hard, and I couldn't get any any reasonable offers on Zeke, and it really frustrated me last year. So now this year, it's gonna be that much harder to move Zeke. And I, I think at this point, I might just have to, I might just have to just suck it up and just hope that yeah. something good happens, uh, or hope he starts hot and I can move him. Then I just I don't think I could get any kind of value for Zeke. No. But and if, then and if you're trying to get Pollard from the if you don't own Pollard. Well, fortunately, then I, I know do you have, got Zeke. I got I got both. Oh, you got I've, both been on this, okay. I've been on the Pollard thing from the beginning. So fortunately I do have those. If you're already vested, you yeah. gotta make best. But if you if you can avoid the situation, I would for a couple of years. Maybe if you're in like a, a startup dynasty league, grab Pollard and you right. gotta sit on him. But in redraft, just do not touch this uh Cowboys backfield next year. This the, year, I should say. The next negative development you may have missed in December, although yours was not really a December one. That was all year on Zeke. He was bad all season, mostly. Yeah, I yeah after like week three or something. But I guess you, you finally started to see that Pollard yeah. 
can be the guy, but sadly he's not going <laughs> to. Tua, tongue by Aloha, looked bad in December. Remember, yeah. he was benched in week 16. Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in, brings the a, a comeback victory to Miami to keep their playoff hopes alive. And then week 17 in a must win, they went right back to two and they lost. Now, and that week, by the way, he threw three picks in that game, in the week 17 loss. And so that was an, it was an epic loss in week 17 for Tua. Miami's got pick number two in the draft. And Tua's middling play leaves the door wide open for them taking another quarterback. I would, even if I'm the Dolphins, I would look at it this way. We don't expect to be near the top of the draft again for a long time. And keep in mind, their natural position was, is, I don't know, like pick 18 or something. Um, they, it's only because they have Houston's pick at, at, with pick two. Are they this high? They shouldn't be anywhere near this spot again. No. Go get your other quarterback and just let these two fight it out and figure out who's the best quarterback. Um, if you have to move Tua, you still could. Mm-hmm. And I don't think his play, I don't think Tua's play was bad, but it just wasn't that good. Even by rookie standards, when you know you're sacrificing some wins because you want to have glimpses of greatness, glimpses of of plays that make you go, "Ooh, man! If he can make that throw on a consistent basis, we've got something special." Tua just didn't give us those. You know, I, I, it, it hasn't bothered me as much in the past. Certainly not with guys like Steve Young or Michael Vick. But I do not like how he's left-handed. That seems like it's even worse <laughs> these days. Jeez. Isn't he like the only lefty quarterback now? Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. Re- receivers don't like it. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. The, the left-handedness. That's not the, the main does downfall. Not bother, but, doesn't uh, bother me at all. The fact no? that he's not completing enough passes well, bothers me. Um, and just doesn't pass the eye test. I don't think he's a special talent. And I do believe Miami will end up taking a quarterback at two or perhaps just moving down you know, and and cobbling together picks. That's a possibility. All right, what is your next sneaky negative development that people may have missed in December? I don't know how sneaky it is, but this is there's more of a dynasty angle here, and you cannot forget how much or how far the stock on Michael Thomas has plummeted a lot (laughs) since the start of last season when he was essentially the number one dynasty asset, a quarterback in super flex leagues, of course, but at least wide receiver wise, even Mm -hmm. though he's teetering on getting old in his late twenties now. But um, as we all know, uh, 2020, it was a lost season for Thomas finished as wide receiver 102. Oh God. Really? <laughs> uh, but yeah, season marred I by it was bad. I didn't think it was quite that bad, yeah. but he didn't play for most no, of the year. Yeah. Marred by injury. And when, when he was healthy, breeze was not a lot of the time. So he was mm-hmm. dealing with Taysom Hill. So you want to think you can just sweep 2020 under the rug and uh, come into 2021 with a renewed sense of optimism for yeah. Thomas, but yeah. you can't. Taysom Hill is probably going to be his quarterback, right? Right. They're, they or Jameis Winston. It's talk, the, they say they want to keep Winston on roster, but it's not clear that Winston would be the starter. So a, a clear downgrade from Drew Brees, even though Brees is forty plus years old. Mm-hmm. And it, when you just think about it, the wide receivers now that are you like over Thomas are Devonte Adams, Duh, Tyree Kill, DK Metcalf, Stephon Diggs, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen. Yeah. Mike Evans, yeah, Allen Robinson, yeah, maybe even Terry McLaurin, and that's just in redraft where guys are probably going right, to take those right, wide receivers. Yeah. And it, so in dynasty, yeah, you're, even, you're holding could, the bag right yeah, now. A bunch of rookies might even be in there. So the the positive spin I'm going to put on this is not if you're rostering Thomas, but I think he's worth the buy low if you are anywhere 
close to viewing yourself as a competitor in a mm-hmm. dynasty or an empire format, a playoff team, because you can go get Thomas on the cheap. And granted, the quarterback is going to be a it's going to be a downgrade this year. But when he did play, he did manage to put together some pretty decent box scores, and he was still hurt. Yeah, all year, even though he was playing, he's having off season surgery. So bad news if you roster Thomas. Don't forget that you you can't trade him for much. But if you can if you don't own him, go after him hard. That's all I can say. When we come back, we'll talk about the other three negative developments you may have missed in December. Stay tuned. Fantasy Football Weekly. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Paul Charchin and Brian Johnson with you. Fantasy Football Weekly, a mid-February edition. It is negative 13 yeah, in Minnesota. Freezing right cold. <laughs> in Minnesota as we're recording this. Oh, man. Um, you may have missed the Patriots' backfield Getting muddied up by Sony Michelle. Oh, will not go away. So Damian Harris was the team's lead back from week four. Remember, that was he was on the pup list and yep. he came off in week four. And then through week 14. And then he went on IR with an ankle injury. And we got a good long look at Damian Harris. He looked pretty good. He averaged five yards per carry, only scored two times, despite being just perfectly built for goal line use because they were running A, the, the offense wasn't very good. Yep. And then B, they were running Cam Newton a lot yep. inside the five. Then Harris gets hurt. In comes Sony Walkman, and he averages five yards per carry, the same as Damian Harris in December. And that's after his mundane 3.7 yards per carry last year. And Michelle looked better. 
this yep. year. I mean, eye test. He looked better. Mm-hmm. So Cam Newton's going to be gone next year. There's no chance he's going to be no. be a Patriot. And, he, and if he is, he's a backup. And that's going to free up a lot of rushes near the stripe. New England ran the ball the fourth most times from inside the 10-yard line and the fifth most times from inside the five-yard line this year. Cam Newton had 22 rushes from inside the five. 22! That's a crazy number. Only Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook had more than Cam Newton's 22 rushes inside the five. Wow. And he converted, of the 22 rushes, 10 of them into touchdowns. Second most in the NFL. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So when you when you look at all that, it's going to open up a lot of opportunity for touchdowns in that backfield. But is it going to be Harris or is it going to be Sony Michelle or is it going to be both? And you're never going to know which game is going to be the game when that guy's going to or go off. insert potential rookie draft pick too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Song remains the same. In the New England backfield. It really does in many ways, doesn't it? And yep. that was a, a massive frustration for uh, for fantasy owners You know, in years past. This year, it's just that none of them scored touchdowns. Next year, I think the frustration is going to be, who is it going to be on a weekly basis? Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to your third and final negative development that listeners may have missed in December, Brian. This came on pretty quick, and it wasn't just December again, but it, it really became quite apparent in December that Matt Ryan is washed like borderline what i noticed in watching a lot of ryan's play is he's just missing the stuff he never used to miss before not seeing open receivers misfiring on passes that he always hit before and it's to the best of my knowledge there's no like injury reason for it it's just he would stand in a clean pocket and just misfire in ways that we'd never seen yeah, it was awful. And, uh, you know, for years, he's been one of the most reliable fantasy commodities at quarterback with insane ceiling uh, in most games. Yeah, right. uh, over the last five seasons, here are the, the most games with at least one touchdown pass. You're going to love this. Number one, Kirk Cousins, Aha, 72 take games. That. Uh, Phillip Rivers, 71. And then tied for third was Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan with 70. So Ryan's always been very reliable. But, yeah, uh, turns 36 this May. Going to be 36 going into next year, which it's not – necessarily old for a quarterback now in in the brady era no no or even the manning but but traditionally 36 is when quarterbacks retire yeah now it's only in the recent only recently have brady and breeze and manning push that threshold push that envelope open a bit uh and despite leading the league in pass attempts and completions matt ryan did uh he finished uh tied for the ninth most passing touchdowns with 26, the same amount as Lamar Jackson, who had 165 less pass attempts. Wow. Same amount as Baker Mayfield, who had 102 less pass attempts and played a quarter of his season in a monsoon, I think. So awful numbers for Ryan. And and then Safford and Kyler Murray also finished with the same amount of touchdown passes, far fewer pass attempts. There are 11 other quarterbacks who threw for more touchdowns than Matt Ryan. Yeah. We got quarterbacks coming into the league this year, uh, Trevor Lawrence, that are enticing. Essentially, we're looking at Matt Ryan outside of the top 20 quarterbacks going into next year's drafts, and that's where he needs to stay. Yeah, probably. And and it's not like those touchdowns are all getting eaten up by their running backs. No, and and yeah, Julio was hurt for a chunk of the season, but Julio's been hurt every year, and Ryan still throws 30 touchdowns. And there are some trade rumors. Maybe he goes to Indy. I've heard some rumblings of that, but is a change of scenery going to really help him? 
moving on from Calvin Ridley and yeah, Julio, Julio Jones. Jones. No, probably and a not. defense that gives up a ton of points and you're yeah. always throwing. So very worried about Matt Ryan. He mm-hmm. right now does not look like he's not only not draftable, not rosterable in one quarterback leagues next year, which is that came came on pretty, pretty quick for him. My final negative development that you may have missed in December is Pittsburgh wide receiver Chase Claypool, who withered and died in December. His average December game was three catches, 52 yards, no touchdowns. Brutal. You know, oddly, and it came at the same time that Deontay Johnson was dropping all those passes, and you would think that Claypool would have been getting more action, more looks, but it didn't go that way. Now, in fairness, I'll mention Claypool did have a 100-yard game in that playoff loss when Roethlisberger threw for 500 yards. The Steelers, uh, and, and in the other one, when the Steelers were trailing 28-0 in the first half, he did score twice. So he did do more in the playoffs. So I'll mention that. But maybe it's just a five-game aberration, but he had been remarkably consistent really almost all season before that. So maybe just hit the rookie wall, um, although he got plenty of use in the playoffs, or, you know, maybe not. It's maybe Ben's crappy December hit him harder than other wide receivers. You know, for, as I look ahead about what it means for 2021 for Chase Claypool, I think probably not a ton, but, and especially if Juju leaves, yeah, I, which I think will be the case, I get my guess is that they push James Washington into the slot more. I don't think Claypool moving into the slot. I think he's too big. To play the slot. Yeah, I do you too. Know, usually you've got your slipperier receivers running from the slot where Juju is. So I think I, I'm not I'm not gonna put too much stock into it. I still think the the touchdown ceiling is pretty high for Chase Claypool, but it's worthy of note that he went a whole month without scoring, and that is a worry. Yeah, he looked like of course he had that breakout game, the four touchdown game, and uh he yeah. looked like he was well on his way to being a, a top if not the top rookie wide receiver top three but yeah as the season wore on it just got worse and worse it for me did. guys like Denzel it Mims did. became more enticing and uh so yeah he's he's plummeted down the, the rookie wide receiver ranks he did salvage uh some in the playoffs like you said but uh I'm with you I'm worried about the long-term outlook for Claypool and he's he's had some he's really young of course he's just a kid but he's also yeah. had some off the some social media stuff like that I don't know he's just doesn't seem to have his head on his shoulders entirely so I'm going not to, loving Claypool like I was earlier this year. Yeah, I I still like Claypool a lot, and uh, I believe that there's a strong possibility that he ends up as a very good as a very good player over time. Um, let's take the opportunity to mention we'd like people to subscribe to Fantasy Football Weekly. Please mm-hmm. uh, leave us feedback. I'm at Paul Charchian on Twitter. You are at BTXJ on yep. Twitter, and. Um, and the people that listened to you two weeks ago and bought in on the, is it the Doge coin? Do- Dogecoin. Dogecoin. How much money have they, how many, how many X on their money have they made in the two weeks it since de- you it depends told when, listeners to buy it? It depends when you got in. Um, I think it was at f- four cents at the time or yeah, three I got cents in at the around, time. I got in around three and uh, the ROI was pushing about 100% a couple days mm-hmm. ago, but uh, it's up around seven cents right now. It's pretty good. It's hundred percent. I'm not a financial advisor. <laughs> I'm just there is a chance this thing goes to the moon, like people are saying. But only invest what you're willing to lose in this baby. Oh, uh, it's true for everything, yeah, isn't it? Sure is. But, yeah, if you follow me, you might see some Doge tweets. Yeah, you love again. the Doge tweet. It's like you're trying They're to get growing. people to buy just to raise your own price. Oh, yeah. That's what I think. When you're in the Doge army, you recruit. 
<laughs> and I'm coming for you next, church. Uh, you, all right. you, you can help us move that bottom line up a little bit. Next week's show, we're going to give you a far too early PPR mock draft, the first round, and where our thoughts are right now on where we think the first round's going to shake out in drafts for next year because – it's always fun to talk to the first round. Oh, yeah. And honestly, you know, I hadn't put a lot. I'm still, I was still in playoff mode up until now. And so we'll, uh, we'll start working on that beginning. And next pe- week. People are drafting. It's actionable advice. Yeah, people, some people are drafting it as early as now. They're already best ball drafts going for next year. I like our first round ADP more than the consensus ADP. A that lot, I'm seeing. We're brilliant. Yes. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you about that next week. Bye-bye everybody. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.